I've heard uh, <clears throat> four young men stand up on this stage before and sing that song. So uh, uh, when uh, probably the first time uh, Caleb and his brothers came through, that may have been one of the first songs they sang here. And uh, But uh, amen, I like it. Praise the Lord. Any song about the blood, I like. Amen. And that's one subject we're never going to get tired of, preaching about, singing about, it's the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And uh, sure am thankful for that. Let's take our Bibles tonight. And uh, we're going to be in Hebrew, I'm sorry, uh, Genesis, Genesis chapter 11. Uh, we've been on Sunday night. <clears throat> And I try to, uh, every year or every year and a half or so, uh, preach some kind of messages on the family. And I think that's important. Amen. Listen, folks, family is important. And it's the first divine institution God ever established. And it's the bedrock foundation of a, of a, of a civilization is family. No wonder the devil's attacking us so hard. Amen. And have you ever lived in such a day where you've seen the family under attack the way it is in our day and age we're living in? And so the way we're preaching on that this time is by looking at different couples in the Bible and looking at their lives, positives, negatives, things we can learn. And uh, last time uh, I preached two weeks, ago, we talked about Noah and Mrs. Noah, and uh, talked about them, looked at their family. Uh, tonight, uh, I don't see how we could not preach about couples in the Bible, not preach about, or preach about these two, Abraham and Sarah, amen? And so Genesis chapter 12, if you find your place, stand with me with as we read. We're going to read the first um, uh, six verses here of uh, Genesis chapter 12. Now the Lord said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, from thy father's house, into a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him which curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance and, and that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went out to go into the land of Canaan, and to the land of Canaan they came. And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Shechem, unto the plain of Moriah. And uh, the Canaanite was then in the land. Let's pray. Lord, we love you tonight. Ask God you'd speak to us through your word. God, we are thankful, Lord, for the way you love us and care for us. And Lord, just giving us your word that we can learn from. Now, Lord, speak to us tonight. Strengthen the families of our church, God. We know Satan hates us. God, we know that he wants to bust up the families. He wants to bust up this church. God, he wants to destroy the unity. He wants to, Lord, just do his business, Lord. And Lord, we don't want to let him, God. And we pray that through your power, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the power of the Word of God, through the blood of Jesus Christ, Lord, that we can stand against those wiles. And Lord, have strong families and raise the right kind of children and, and raise up a generation that loves you and wants to serve you and please you. So help us, we pray now. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Abraham and Sarah. A few things I want you to notice about them, and I think is the first thing we need to notice about them, and I, that probably the greatest attribute when you think of Abraham, and truth be told, a lot of times people just talk about Abraham, but listen, uh, Abraham uh, couldn't have done it on his own, that's for sure, and uh, no doubt Sarah uh, backed up Abraham, and, and we'll, we'll look at some of the uh, negatives, in just a few here in a few moments, but let me tell you what Abraham and Sarah was known for, their faith. Their faith. Amen? And in fact, the Bible tells us without faith, it's impossible to please God. In fact, the first thing we see about Abram, the first mention of him, of course, uh, is in the previous verses in chapter 11, uh, but it begins, the focus comes on Abraham in chapter 12, and then the, the next several, several chapters of Genesis, it's about Abraham and his life. And uh, you know what you find out from the very first time him and Sarah are mentioned is the fact that they live their lives by faith. 
Now notice the circumstance here, okay? Now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, from my father's house, into a land that I will show thee. Alright, so God shows up. By the way, He doesn't show up when Abraham's a young man. Shows up when Abraham's 75. That meant he was established in whatever he was doing, right? I mean, uh, he had already uh, put roots down here in Haran uh, with Terah, his father. And God said, all right, Abram, i got a plan. And I want you to follow me, but here's the first part of the plan. You need to follow me. Okay, God, where are we going? I'll tell you when you get there, all right? How about that for a plan to follow, right? And let me just tell you, uh, you know what? how God works a lot of times? God sometimes doesn't show you the end result. He'll show you a step at a time. Amen? And I can prove that because that's what my family and I went through when we started this whole process to plant this church. Listen, God didn't show me what it was going to be like two years, three years, four years, five years down the road. No, you know what He showed me? About a day at a time. Hey, I want you to do this today. By the way, some days felt like failures, I'll be honest with you, especially in the pre-planting stages and trying to figure out where we're going to get a building at and how we're going to start and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'll be honest with you, there were some days I'm like, Lord, are you sure this is what you want us to do? But you know what? Here's what we need to do, uh, a church, and especially as families, is when God directs us to do something, whether you completely understand it or not, just obey the Lord. Amen? Especially as families. There's going to be times in raising your children. There's going to be times when uh, you hear things in the Word of God, and it may not make a lot of sense, but if you know the Bible says to do it, you just got to obey. And by the way, that starts with us, daddies. Amen? And God has called us to be the leaders of our home. And we need to step up and lead just like Abraham did. But you know what? It wasn't just Abraham. It was Sarah also. And you know what? Later on, we're going to find out that they reaped a lot of blessing from their obedience. But truth be told, really, they didn't even reap all the blessing they were going to get because they didn't live long enough to see it. I mean, today, literally, folks, the world is reaping the blessing from that decision of faith by Abraham and Sarah. How do we know that? Look at what we see here in verse 2 and 3. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. That's a prophetic statement, amen? Right? I mean, you know what God was talking about here? He was talking about the nation of Israel. Because, you know that, that stupid song? that I hate that song. Father Abraham, you know. Children's church song. Father Abraham have many sons. I mean, that's like the song that never ends, right? It's like the children's church song that never ends. But you know what? It's true, amen? Hey, it's true. Yeah, he was Father Abraham of, of, of many nations, but particularly of the nation of Israel, although he was also the father of the Arab people. By the way, later on you find out that when... Uh, Abraham decided to take matters into those hands and get ahead of God. Hey, the world's still uh, reaping from that decision. Amen? That conflict between the Arabs and the, and the Israeli people, and, and not really, truth be told, not just the Arabs with the Israelis, but the Arabs with the whole world. Because from the Arab race come the Muslim race, right? And so, but all that to say, look at verse 3 again. I will bless them, I will bless them that bless thee, curse him which curse thee. Now think about this statement. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. How could that be? How could all families of the earth be blessed through the decision of faith by Abraham? Well, come on, let's think a minute, right? If Abraham was the father of the Jewish people, who do you think come through the Jewish people? Right? Jesus did. Amen? And because of that decision Abraham made, him and Sarah made, by the way, back when they made that decision, there weren't, there, there weren't a whole lot of people. Right? In fact, truth be told, it wasn't until 25 years later did they even see that promised son that God said He was going to give them. 
Right? And through that, boom, here we have today, some almost uh, 4,000 years later, we have the, 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 the nation of Israel. Of course, Christ came uh, 2,000 years later. And people, we just talked about people getting saved. Amen? But who are they believing in when they get saved? They're believing in that Messiah. Who'd that Messiah come through? He came through, uh, he was the, uh, the line of the tribe of Judah. Amen? Who was Judah? Hey, one of the tribes of the nation of Israel. And so all that came from the blessing of the faith of this couple. And let me just say this, couples and families. Listen, if we're going to ever do anything or be anything for God, it's got to be through faith. It's got to be through faith. What is faith? Faith is simply you believing. Uh, put, uh, it, it's, it's your faith and confidence in God and His Word that moves you to action. That's what faith is. It's not some complicated thing. It is your belief and confidence in what God says and allowing it to cause you to do things that are right. Amen? Take your Bible real quick and let's go over to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Of course, when I say that chapter, uh, if you know your Bibles, you'll know that's called the chapter, the hall of faith, right? And as you go through there, you read about a bunch of different of God's servants. You realize that the, the, the section that is the largest of that chapter, verses 8 through 19, is all about Abraham and Sarah. They take up the largest portion of that chapter. And notice what it says here about Abraham and Sarah there in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. By faith Abraham, and he was called to go out to a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. That was their first step of faith. By faith, he sojourned the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles. By the way, what's that talking about? Tents? Living in tents? In a place that to him was strange? That wasn't what his was his home? And uh, in, in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Notice this, for he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Even back in Abraham's day, God must have revealed to him eventually what was going to be. Amen? Because that's what he was looking for. By the way, how do you know to look for it if God didn't tell him about it? By the way, did Abraham ever get to live in that city? Nope. But he looked for it. Amen? Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. By the way, folks, if you have faith in God, it's amazing what impossible things you can accomplish if you have faith in God. Amen? What seems to be the impossible, God makes possible if you have faith in Him. Amen? That's exactly what we see here. Verse 12, Therefore sprang there even of one of Him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Did you hear what that verse said? Listen to me, folks. They didn't even get to see or be a part of the things they believed in. But you know what they did? They still were persuaded of them. They embraced them. And you know what? They confessed them. That's what faith is. I mean, come on, folks. Think about what God's asking us to do. Right? Believe in a Savior that we haven't experienced with our five natural senses. To take us to a place that none of us have ever been. Right? But yet, guess what? We haven't particularly uh, been able to uh, be a, a particular uh, a partaker of that promise. But guess what? It doesn't matter. By faith, we embrace it. By faith, we are persuaded of it. By faith, we, we, we confess it. Amen? Right? For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. By the way, that country they're seeking has nothing to do with what's happening on this earth. Amen? 
And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from which they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is in heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He hath prepared for them a city. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him received him in a figure. Man, that, that gives us insight into what was going through Abraham's mind when God told him to offer up Isaac. By the way, God had already promised Abraham, I, uh, 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 Abraham, through Isaac, this seed's going to be blessed. All right, It's going to happen through Isaac, not Ishmael, through Isaac. So after God gave him that promise, God said, go offer him as a sacrifice. Well, you know what the Bible tells us here? That Abraham believed that even if God was going to have him kill his son, God would have raised him from the dead. Because God keeps His promises. Alright, amen? Accounting that God was able to raise him up. Notice the last part. From whence also he received him in a figure. By the way, you know what that's speaking of the fact? It's speaking of the fact that Isaac was a typology of something. Right? I mean, come on. The promised son sacrificed. By the way, Mount Moriah, where he took uh, Isaac to be sacrificed, later on became Mount Calvary. You realize Jesus died in the same place that Abraham was going to offer Isaac? You think that's a coincidence? Amen? And so all that to say that this couple had faith. And I'm going to say, if we're going to be successful in our families, you know what we've got to have? We've got to have faith. Amen? And you know what? We get, you know what, where we, uh, what, what we get our, our faith derives from? The Word of God. What's the Bible say? Amen? And that is what this church is founded upon. And listen to me, if your family's going to make it, it must be founded upon that foundation, their faith. Not only their faith, but God doesn't also just sometimes tells us the positive of, of things. God, you know what, gives us insight to also some of the negatives. We don't just see their faith, we also see their failure. Their failure. Go back to Genesis chapter 12 here. And uh, let's look here at verse 10. And we see here that, uh, as always, God tries their faith. Amen? God wants to see what our faith's made of. Whether our faith is in Him or our faith in circumstances. By the way, it's easy to have faith in God when everything's going good, right? It's easy to have faith in God when you're healthy. It's easy to have faith in God when you got money in the bank and everything's going well. Well, guess what? Life's not always that way, is it? What are you going to do when it's not that way? All of a sudden, you're going to start saying God isn't good, God isn't fair. Where's God? He doesn't listen to what I have to say. No, you know what? You can't have a lapse of faith. But unfortunately, Abraham and Sarah did, and we notice a failure here in their life. Look what it says in verse 10. And there was a famine in the land. And by the way, I'm going to tell you right now, sometimes God allows famines to happen. In this case, it was a physical famine, and uh, it's not always physical famines, although who knows what's on the horizon, right? But notice what happened here. And Abraham went down into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. Uh Uh-oh. Abraham made a decision based upon circumstances, not about faith. Right? Up to this point, he was doing good. All of a sudden, the famine came, and instead of making a decision based upon faith, he made a decision of failure. You say, well, what was the big deal? Well, uh, unfortunately, that one little decision led to some things. Right? It led them to going down to Egypt. And by the way, isn't it interesting? As soon as they get down to Egypt, you find Abraham lying. Surprise, surprise. You start going to the world. Guess what? You start doing things you shouldn't do. You start getting worldliness in your life. You start doing things you shouldn't do. Amen? Listen to me, folks. You know, you don't really, 
You know, sometimes people think that, oh man, I, uh, I, I, how, how does how does the pastor know what's going on? Well, first of all, I don't really know what's going on. I'm just preaching the word of God. Amen. I mean, I do know what's going on, but I don't know. I don't have your house bugged. But I'll be honest with you, it's not really that hard to tell when a Christian starts getting involved in worldliness, because listen, folks, it just starts coming up from the inside out. It really isn't that hard to tell, to be honest with you. All right, and you know what? Abraham, they went to Egypt. Okay, Abraham started lying. He started doing things he shouldn't have done. And by the way, guess what came up out of Egypt with Abraham and Sarah? How about Sarah's handmaid named Hagar? By the way, what a disaster that turned into. By the way, we turn over a couple more chapters. You know what else we find? We find uh, Abraham and Lot had great many possessions. Where do you think they got those from? Egypt. By the way, here's an interesting thought. Don't miss this thought. And we're not totally down on Abraham, okay? He pulled out of it. But you know what? It was, a, it was a mistake. It was a failure. And it cost something. By the way, if you go ahead and go to Egypt, don't be surprised if your kids end up in Sodom. Right? Lot, all those possessions. You know what Lot's driving the factor was? Not staying with Abraham? Possessions. Where do you think he got them from? Egypt. I wonder maybe if Lot and Abraham never even had the opportunity to separate had they not acquired so much stuff in Egypt. By the way, Egypt is a picture of the world. Sodom is a picture of deeper degradation and exceeding wickedness. And I'm going to tell you, parents, it's a big deal that this thing's real in our lives. It's a big deal. Amen? Because I'm going to tell you something. As much as we think, do as I say, not as I do, doesn't work when raising kids. Doesn't work. Kids have hypocrisy radar. And they can see right through parents who say one thing at church, but you know what? Live something completely opposite at home. Alright, kids pick up on that. I'm going to tell you, you know who pays the highest price when parents go to Egypt? Kids do. Amen? Fortunately, Abraham made the decision to pull out of Egypt, and we're thankful for that, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. But you know what? They failed. They made a bad decision. Because they went to Egypt. And let me just encourage you this. Listen, that's why uh, when times get difficult, when things get hard, listen to me, stick with the Word of God. Amen? Don't have a lapse of faith. By the way, let me just, let me just give you something here. That's just good wisdom, okay, from the Word of God. When you're going through turmoil in your life, when you're having things go topsy-turvy, do not make any major decisions during that time. Don't do it. Just stick with you know what you've been sticking to. Because let me tell you, that's how the devil works. Okay, the devil literally will set circumstances up in such a way because he knows human nature. He knows how we are as humans. He's not stupid. He's been at his job a long, long time. Amen. By the way, he's he's tripped up greater people than you and I. Right. And he knows what he's doing. And it's through that the the turmoils of life. It's through the circumstances of life. But by the way, it's just called life and what happens because we're living in a sin cursed earth. Amen. And through those times, he's going to get you to make major decisions that will have major impact if you're not careful. Amen? So don't fall for that stuff. And they, of course, had uh, a lack of faith and they had some failure. But thank God for this. Go to Genesis chapter 13. Genesis chapter 13. We see this. Praise the Lord. Good thing Abraham didn't stay in Egypt. Notice what it says. And Abraham went up out of Egypt. By the way, any time you leave worldliness behind, you're going up. You're going up. Any time you get closer to the world, you're going down. Amen? He and his wife and all that he had and lot with him into the south. And Abraham was very rich in cattle and in silver and in gold. 
He went on his journeys from the south, even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning. That's where he should have went to. And not took that detour into Egypt. His tent already was pitched toward Bethel. Why in the world did he go to Egypt? Right? And notice this, and there Abram called on the name of the Lord. You don't see that said in when he was in Egypt that he called upon the name of the Lord. Right? It wasn't until he got up out of Egypt that he realized, uh uh-oh, I made a mistake. And I think Abraham did realize this, their mistake. And here's the last thing I want to talk about them is their fidelity. All right? We talked about their faith. We talked about their failure. Look at their fidelity. Now, we don't usually hear that word. We usually hear the word infidelity, which is the opposite of fidelity. What is fidelity? You know what it means? Faithfulness. It means firm adherence to a person or party with which one is united. Amen? That's what the word fidelity means. And Abraham, you know what? Thank God he got right with the Lord. He turned and he got right. And you know what? Even though he failed, praise God, he picked himself up and, and, and he, uh, he started heading in the right direction. Let me just say this, folks. When most of us find ourselves trapped in a mess, our most common action is try to make excuses and to cover it. Human nature. That's what we do. All right? But let me just remind us of something. You cannot cover sin. The Bible tells us that, right? The Bible says, Whoso confesseth and forsaketh his sin shall find mercy, but whosoever covereth his sin shall not prosper. Amen? You can't cover sin. Thank goodness Abraham did a wonderful thing when he found himself trapped in Egypt. And you know what? This shows his fidelity. He made a decision and he left Egypt. By the way, the famine was still going on. I'm sure there was still some fear there, but Abraham decided to go back to Bethel, the place he should have gone when God told him to leave his home. Amen. By the way, you know what the word Bethel means? It means house of God. Amen. And this is the place where Abraham had worshipped God and fellowshiped with Him. And then the famine struck. Fear kicked in. He left for Egypt. He lied. He made a bunch of bad choices. But praise God, the important thing is Abraham came back. By the way, Abraham was still, and it's still known as, probably one of the greatest Old Testament Bible figures there is, and he was known as the friend of God. Even though he made a mistake. You know what? He owned it and he got right. Amen. And because of that, he went on and praised God. God went on to bless Abraham and he lived the the life God wanted him to live. Had the miracle child uh, Isaac and through that all nations of the earth were blessed. So listen to me folks. If there comes a point in time where you know what? You do have a lapse of faith and I don't think there's any of us here that probably haven't. I know there's times in my life I've had. Okay, there's no, none of us get it right all the time. I mean, I think that ought to be our goal, amen? I think we ought to learn from stuff so we don't make bad choices and bad decisions. And by the way, even though sometimes we do, you know what? Truth be told, you don't have to live a life of making bad choices. You don't have to take detours into Egypt. You don't have to. Okay, now unfortunately sometimes we do, but you don't have to. Especially these young people who haven't messed their lives up yet. Amen? They haven't made the mistakes that maybe some of us have made. Listen, we're trying to teach them right. We're trying to show them that they don't have to go to Egypt. They can stay on the path of God and not bring all the baggage up that comes from a trip down into Egypt. Young people, listen to me. I want that to make you, I want you to make that your goal in your life. Amen? Don't detour down into Egypt. Amen? You stay right with God. You do it the right way. And anybody in this, in this room that's made mistakes, you know what they're going to tell you? Yes, do that. Don't do as I did. Hey, uh, uh, let me teach you some things. Don't make the same mistake I did. Do it the right way. By the way, that's the advantage of raising your children in church. That's the advantage of getting them here at an early age. That's the advantage of having them here at Sunday school. And that's why we sing those silly Sunday school songs. It ain't so much for y'all, it's for them. 
Although I do get a kick out of watching you adults do some of that stuff too, right? <laughs> Twelve men with the spy on Canaan. I do that one just on purpose because I want to see y'all do this, okay? All right? But no, let me tell you what it's really about. It's about these young people. I want them growing up with those types of things in their heart, those types of things in their mind. Amen? And I'm going to tell you, you raise your kids right, I understand they're going to have to make a choice one of these days. And you can't choose for them. Amen? But by having them here, and not just having them in church, but making it real at home as well, you're going to give them the best opportunity they have to turn out the way God wants for them to turn out, and not have all the stinking baggage that comes with deterred out into Egypt. Amen? So thank God for their fidelity. They got it right. By the way, they went on again to live the life God wanted them to live. A great Old Testament character. So much is said about Abraham and his faith. By the way, you know what's interesting to me as well? Is that because Abraham got right, truth be told, Abraham's not really remembered a whole lot for his mistakes. And we talk about them because they're in the Bible. They take up some chapters of the Bible. But truth be told, when you think of Abraham, when we're singing about Father Abraham, that song's not about his failures. That song's about his faith. Amen? And even if you have made some mistakes before, guess what? Get them right. Amen? Humble yourself. Get them right. And have fidelity. All right? Own it. Right? And get back up and keep going on. Amen? And I'm going to tell you something, folks. I said it this morning, and exactly it's true. God's more interested in how we finish than how we start. Right? And I'm just going to encourage you. We can all finish strong. Just the fact that you're here tonight tells me you have a desire to want to finish right. Or you wouldn't be at church on a Sunday night when most people aren't. Let's just be honest with you. Out of the 40,000 plus people that live in this county, I wonder how many of them are actually in the house of God tonight. Okay? And I'm not, you know, condemning anybody, but let's just be honest. We are in a very small minority, are we not? So you know what that tells me? You want it. Right? So finish. Right? Yes, you can raise a good family in 2022. Yes, you can. You're just going to have to make some tough decisions. But by the way, they're worth making. You know why? Because our kids are worth fighting for. That's why. Amen. Amen? And so I pray that you got that burning desire in your heart and life to have the faith of Abraham and Sarah. Learn from their failure. And then you know what? Also learn from their fidelity. Amen? Get back up. Keep going the way we ought to go. Let's pray. Lord, we love you.